Welcome back to Marketing Strategy Academy podcast, where we help female entrepreneurs go from marketing overwhelm to an easy streamlined strategy and system that includes Pinterest and repurposing content to grow their businesses when they have very little time. I'm your host, Jen Vasquez. Let's jump right into it. Hello, hello, hello. This is going to be a fun room. Let's see. Good morning, everyone. I am going to add some topics first so that it's easy to find marketing and digital marketing. Okay. Um, Oh my goodness, you guys, we are going to have a blast today. Hello, Jay, Amanda, MB. So happy to have you guys here. So today, and Sean, hi. Today, we are talking all about the anatomy of a pen. I'm just sort of breaking down the basics today. Um, But first, my name is Jen Vasquez. I help service-based businesses like wedding pros and coaches go from overwhelmed to an easy streamlined marketing strategy that includes Pinterest and repurposing content to grow their businesses when they have very little time. And if you think of the people that have very little time business-wise, it is almost certainly wedding pros, especially during busy season. So that is one of my focuses, not because of that reason only, but because I have been a wedding photographer since 2009. Um, So today I'm going to be talking about what every single pin should have. Uh, But before I even dive in there, I want to make sure that everyone is creating templates in Canva or wherever you like to use so that you are not creating these from scratch every time you want to pin. A lot of people don't jump on Pinterest for marketing, even though it literally is the easiest social media platform because it's a search engine um, and takes the least amount of time with the best bang for your time buck. Um, And so one of the ways that you would do this is to create some templates ahead of time. And you can go and do this in Canva by creating even 10 pin templates. And then whenever you have a blog post, you simply go to your Canva template folder and update the information in there. And But today, I'm going to be talking about what you want to have on those pen templates, or if you want to design pen by pen, be my guest. Um, But these are the things, if you want to really excel on Pinterest, that you should have on your pens. Now, there are three, well, technically, there's four types of pens. There are standard pens, video pens, idea pens, and paid ad pens. But today, I'm only talking about one of those pens. Um, because I only work on organic. I don't work on ads. I never have, and I, well, at this point, I never will. You never know how things change. Um, But basically, standard pins are a single or a collection of still images with an external link that goes directly to your content. These are the original pins. And even though idea pins give you far more Um, reach and better analytics than any other type of pin. Um, 
and they helped the, the rest of your pins to sort of rise in terms of analytics. But it is best, just like on Instagram and everywhere else, if you have a fully functioning plan on the social media platform, and that is to use all the different types of pins, meaning standard pins, video pins, and idea pins. Um, because when you do that, you're literally telling the algorithm that you're doing it all and you should trust me and you should share my stuff, right? So let's start with the first thing. And the first thing is very simple. Um, it is the size of a pin. <clears throat> you can theoretically pin any size image. However, if your image is not a two to three aspect ratio, which as an example is like a thousand by 1500 pixels, um, you're not using the pen size that Pinterest is wanting us to use in terms of best practices on Pinterest. So there's really no reason to use other sizes. However, um, there are times when you want to make an infographic and you want to make it slightly longer so that it's delivering all of the information that you have. But just know that depending on what platform they look on it, especially the app, which is where most people are looking, it can cut it off or truncate that information, which doesn't look as good. But if people are looking for infographics and you made an infographic, they will more than likely click it. So you can make that decision on what you want to do. But 95% of your pins should be that two by three aspect ratio. The second thing that you want to make sure your pin has is a an image. Because Pinterest is an image-based platform, choosing the right image is critical. It needs to be clear and relevant and attention-grabbing so that your audience doesn't keep scrolling but stops to focus on your pin, right? Um, now, having said that, a lot of people utilize free um, free images either in Canva or wherever. And the problem is, is that if you use the free image, and I'm not talking about Canva Pro, where you get access to more images, but if you use the free image, they look like everything else, right? And you could experience less analytics because you chose that. So if you have Canva Pro, search for pro images when you're looking for an image um, or use a paid um, graphic company. I love Social Squares. It is my favorite. They also offer fabulous marketing education as well. Um, and they're really affordable. But if you can't, then my recommendation is to go to something like Unsplash, which is less used. People will typically make pins in Canva. So they're typically using those free Canva images. And if you use something that's like on Unsplash, it might be easier. Now, because we're all wedding pros in this room, there is no reason why you should not be getting photos from your photographer. And I am going to add a really good bonus tip here. Um, as a photographer, any wedding vendors that contact me prior to the wedding and introduce themselves immediately get the sneak peek images that I send to my clients um, because they've made that that sort of ask, right? Or on the wedding day, if they introduce themselves to me and I enjoy working with them, I'm going to do the same thing. But if you're a wedding pro who's sort of not 
being friendly or helpful with other wedding pros, you might not be getting these images. And even worse, you may not be asking for them. Um, I know that wedding planners typically do a great job at this because they're working with the client. Hold on one second. Sorry about that. I was just choking. Um, but I highly encourage any, any wedding um, vendor to contact the photographer before the wedding day, or if you forget, even after, and saying how much you loved working with them and, <clears throat> excuse me, and that you love the images and would you mind sharing some of them so that you can share their images with, of course, giving credit to the photographer. That is the best way to get images, but make sure that you also, when you're choosing an image for your pin, that you're choosing an image that is matching the content that you're providing. If you're talking about wedding cakes, you can bet that I'm expecting to see a wedding cake image. If you get in the mind of the person on Pinterest, let's say a bride is an example, and she is looking for wedding cake inspiration for her wedding cake, if she sees a pin that doesn't have a wedding cake, but she's looking for wedding cake, she's not clicking on your pin and you're losing her. You're losing that opportunity for her to click on your pin and potentially work with you on her wedding. Just a second. So um, make sure you're getting those images from your wedding photographers. Use pro images on Canva or a um, image-based company that provides images for a, a fee or at a minimum, Unsplash. And make sure that those images match the content that you're sending them to because you will get more people to click on it just by the image. Second, and by the way, Pinterest can see the images and they know that it matches the title and it matches the content. They're more likely to serve up your pin, FYI. Second is a link. On these standard pins, you should not only have a link, like when you go in and do the title and the description and all of that stuff, but on the pin graphic, you should have your link. And you should have it be, as my in my example, jenvasquez.com. You don't need the HTTP. You don't need the www. It is not linkable on the cover of the pin, and it looks ugly. I'm just going to throw it out there. Um, however, if for some reason the pin gets, you know, confused or stolen or whatever, whatever happens, um, someone will be able to see that link. And if it goes to another link and they're really interested in, in your content, they'll go to, they'll type that into their search browser and go to your website. So always have your website address on a standard pin. The next is um, text overlay. You could stop with a great image and just upload that as your pin. Many wedding photographers tend to do that, um, but images only on a pin tend to go to a 16-year-old future wedding planning board, right? They're not going to be going to the people that you're wanting to book you. So make sure that you have more than just the image so that you're enticing those wedding folks. If they love an image, they can also get educated. Basically, you don't want to be missing out on why they would not want to click on it. You want to make full use of text overlay to get your message across. That's where your pin title makes a huge difference. So what's the pin about? Use three to five words as an explanation. Um, 
if you are a wedding pro in a specific location, even if you travel wherever you're located is the easiest way for you to get hired because not everyone's going to pay to have a photographer go to their area or whatever wedding pro, right? So you do want to focus on location-based keywords on this title. So if I have a wedding at a winery in the summer in the Bay Area, I would typically put on my pins, um, summer wedding at Fortino Winery, right? And then I might say um, uh, Bay Area wedding, um, Bay Area wedding with pink and blue or pink and blush, whatever it is. Um, or so you're going to be every pin that you make for that blog post should have a different text overlay with a different reason why someone will want to visit it so that you're getting every opportunity to get people. If you have the same text overlay on every pin for that blog post, which matches the title and the description, you're only getting that one keyword experience and you want to use keywords, multiple different keywords that will get you found by someone who wants to pay you for their job, not just for inspiration for their wedding planning. So if you're local, or even if you're not local, just include a local thing. So if the wedding is in Southern California or LA, I might say Southern California wedding at Fortino Winery. And then I might say Fortino Winery um, in um, Southern California, like use different keywords for the location and try, try, try to use the venue. Because what happens when couples get married and they've chosen the wedding, which sometimes is one of the first things, oftentimes they'll hire a photographer or a wedding planner also. <clears throat> but most of the time, people are booking the venue and then they're looking for a wedding planner and or a wedding photographer. So make sure that you're using the venues. I have to be honest with you, the majority of the people that have hired me off of finding my work on Pinterest really boils down to venue, truly. So if that's my experience over several million years, then I'm encouraging you to use those wedding venues for sure on that text overlay. And make sure that the text overlay is um, readable for mobile because mobile is smaller and you want people to really be able to see it. And also, I know many wedding pros love to use squirrely handwriting, handwriting font. Even if that handwriting font is legible, I'm telling you not to use it. And I'll tell you why. Pinterest actually reads the text overlay as well as the image to get an understanding of what that pin's about. It has a hard time at this point in time reading squirrely font. So if part of your brand is that squirrely font, then make sure you're using the squirrely font on non-keyword words. So let me repeat that. If you have... Um, summer wedding at Fortino Winery in the summer, you might be able to use the and of and those types of words with squirrely font if you want to use that for your brand. But make sure that Pinterest can read those keywords, right? Make sure they're not super tiny. Make sure they're pretty, pretty big. And in the hierarchy of the words that you put on the text overlay, 
it is really helpful if the main focused keyword is even bigger than the rest of the fonts. You don't have to do that. This is just all like in a perfect world, right? All right. <clears throat> and then the last thing, which is really, really important, and I see so many wedding pros in particular, but all people using Pinterest for marketing tend to not have a call to action. And I'm telling you, a simple call to action will by far go so much further to getting people to click than you really even realize. So if you have summer wedding at Fortino Winery in San Jose, um, and then you have your little uh, website somewhere on the bottom or the top of the side or wherever, make sure you're putting keywords like in bold that say, learn more or see the images or read now or watch now if it's a blog post, right? Those call to actions will get you so much more analytics than you even realize. I had a client who never used them. I started doing Pinterest management for her and her stats jumped by 500% just by that one change. I didn't even make changes yet to the whole, her whole account. Just doing that for like a week jumped her analytics immensely. So make sure that you're telling people what to do and try not to use the word click because that's not helpful and it doesn't tend to work very well. So um, I do have for you, and I'll put it in when I'm waiting for people to raise their hand as if they have questions, I'll put a link in. I do have um, 880 call to action words that you can use. I have a, and it's free, it's a list. And I'll put that link um, in here. In the interim, if you have any questions, I'm super happy to take them right now. Um, let me just put this in code.com slash resources. All right. Um, so if you have any questions, I would love to. Oh, Yashi. Uh, okay. Let me get back here. Hello, Yashi. How are you doing? <laughs> Hey, Jen, I'm doing okay. How are you doing? I'm peachy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great way to be. Yes. Um, <laughs> my question was, oh God, I forgot it that quick. No, wait, 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 wait. Oh, when you are putting your website on the, um, the, the pen itself, um, if it's just a one page pen and not like a carousel pen, for lack of a better word, do yeah. you only put it? If you decide to do the carousel method or where it's yes. multiple pages, do you put your website on each page or just the first one? Um, it, that's totally up to you. The only thing I would say in terms of website is to not put it on any idea pins. So if your carousel is an idea pin, don't use your logo or your website. Um, I have noticed that by using those it lowers my analytics but and other clients as well. But what you can do is you can put that website in the notes of the um, idea pin. So are you talking about an idea pin in this situation? Some days I am, some days okay. I'm not. But so I'm, for still idea pins, to, I'm still idea trying pins, to learn. <laughs> I know. For idea pins, throw out the window using a your um, logo or your website at all. And if you're going to choose on a regular standard pin to do your website or do your logo, every single time I would say use your website. 
uh, because a logo doesn't tell people where to go to find you. And it's, it's not going to tell anybody anything unless your logo happens to have your entire business name, which most don't. Um, Also, a lot of people want to put the entire website like blog link and that looks ugly and it's not really effective just on the, on the actual pen and the graphic, put your website, just your standard website, jenfoscas.com. And then of course, you're going to link directly to that blog post. You don't really ever want to drive any traffic from a pen directly to your landing page of your website because people go, okay, well now what? Like I, I was trying to find this great blog that they enticed me to click on and they took me to their webpage and I, I don't even know where to go. I'm not going to take the time to go to blog. They bounce off, they go back to Pinterest and then Pinterest makes a note that they went to your place and then came back, which is telling Pinterest you're not valuable. So you want to be sort of thoughtful about that also. Did did that answer your question? I kind of went on. (laughs) That answers the question, which leads me to the next question. So where do you put that link then? Is that going in the notes as well? Um, So are you talking about an idea pen or a standard pen? The standard pen and you're linking it to the blog. Directly. So on the standard pen graphic, which is the image, the text overlay, the website, the call to action. Those are all graphics on the pin. When you open the pin to add that graphic, you're going to fill out the title, which it would be great if you can make it different than what the graphic on the text graphic is so that you can get more keyword juice, if you will. Then you do a full description Um, In the description at the bottom of my description, I do put my website also. You don't have to. Um, And then there's a place to actually put the link so that when you save it, when someone clicks on the pin, they go directly to your blog post. That makes sense. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. If there's any, I appreciate you raising your hand, Yasha, and coming up. Are there any other questions? I would be happy to take those now. Otherwise, I'm going to jump off and go do uh, Instagram in a little bit, probably. Uh, I appreciate your time, you guys. I'm here every Wednesday, and I'm usually talking about Pinterest marketing, but I also branch out and talk about other marketing. I hope you'll join me for the same time next week, and I hope you have a great day. Bye, guys. Thanks for joining me. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to subscribe to the show to be automatically notified for each episode. Visit the notes for the links mentioned in this episode and to connect with me. And as always, please take one tip from this episode and implement it in your business. Bye.